Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Scene 3, your favourite movie podcast where we base... I just breathed really heavy into the microphone. That's that okay. Matter? I'm used okay. to that. Okay. I thought it was meant to go in my ear. I was like, huh, but I didn't mean to exhale. Where we base every episode on a theme yes. is what I was about to say. And we pick three movies from that theme. And tonight we have a delightful theme for you of movies. Drum roll. Well, my name is Shane, just in case anyone Hang was on. wondering. No, you haven't I haven't introduced, introduced me. you yet. Well, you can't go to the theme and then introduce us. Yes, I can. I'm about to do mm, it. Does. All right, let's try Well, since your Shane has already broken in, there is <laughs> Shane over there and Megan over oh, there. Oh, who's that over there? Who's oh, that strange hello, guys. lady in the corner with the Thank microphone? you for joining me again. <laughs> I live here now. For this delightful theme of movies, drumroll, with an outstanding opening sequence. Is that what we said? Outst- with a, yeah, one that really hooks you. Hmm. Uh, with the movies with a scene at the beginning that really hooks you and makes you think, oh, this is going to be an interesting movie. I think you could get more words. Can you fit that on the graphic, Megan? I'll do my very best. Essentially, the actual quote was standout opening scene. Standout Standout opening scenes. Yeah. One that really grabs you by the bazookas and goes, this is. Not like our intro here, but essentially. (laughs) I think this this intro has been pretty hot. Pretty memorable. (laughs) Pretty memorable. When people think back about this, they'll go, you remember that intro that they did? That shit was lit. That one time. Yeah, yeah. very why, true. Why did he breathe into the microphone? Why wouldn't he breathe off to the microphone? That's what they'll be. Oh, that's just the I, professionalism that we bring. The categories of film we chose were all so far from each other. I thought it was Absolutely. the most exciting part. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think of them as a collective. Yeah, really, really mm. separate and totally things. I've, I had never seen your titles. I chose The Dark Knight, number one. From Christopher Nolan. Which, never mind standout <clears throat> opening sequence. It's just a standout, standout opening movie. film. Oh, I can't it's wait to talk about it. tremendous. I was on this. Oh, look. I've seen it so many times and every time it's like I've never watched it. It's uh, like a kid in a candy store. Oh, absolutely. Anyway. It's bursting from the seams. Yes. I picked uh, 2002's <clears throat> Narc, which was a bit of a under the radar kind of movie, a bit of a low budget one. I didn't know what I was like walking into for that one. But, that caught me by surprise. Oh, yeah, mm. that that is an opening sequence. Yep. If you're ever wondering how to grab mm. someone by the bazookas, Ooh, yeah. Yeah. as I said, that's how to do it. <laughs> I chose 2000's The Way of the Gun, mm. which is a great film, which I love a lot and I have for us quite some time. I thought I was it walking has, into um, a wild western, but I was It is very much. You're, you're on the right path because it's very much a Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid western. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Maybe if you haven't seen that, it is shot in the final scene is shot in the same place. Correct. It stars Ryan Phillippe. already. Oh, Whipping them out. Breaking out the factoids. 1999 <laughs> Blockbuster Award winner Ryan Phillippe. Mm-hmm. Just probably acting these chops off, like probably one of his Good accent. best films in my opinion. And then you've got Del, Del Toro in it as well, Benicio <laughs> Del Toro. Mm. But it's, I guess, a different type of opening scene as well because I just like cussing. It's quite amusing. And Sarah Silverman did yeah, it. Was- we'll get into it. <laughs> That's pretty much Sarah Silverman saying words that she now repents. That not the F word. People for saying yeah. Yeah. Oh, she, she's a shamer of people who just say that. I word thought now. when you said that in um in the trail end of our last episode, I thought you were talking about the C word. No, no. But, no yeah, I didn't word. realize it was the F word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was Horrible mentions, I know you can have at least five lined up for us. I actually don't, but I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. I didn't prep very well for this honorable mentions today, guys. I've left the team down. One of my favourites is Jurassic Park. Good the call. opening scene with oh, the raptor cage. Unloading the, yeah, unloading yeah, the raptor yep, and you never see good. it and you just hear the squeals and the way it's lit and it's really harsh and mm. jarring and you're like, what kind of movie are you in for here? Like, is this, what is this family adventure I came to see? It's going yeah. to be far more darker than I anticipated. 
What about a bit of um, Gone in 60 Seconds? Got a bit of high octane thing where they like they start yeah. off by stealing a car, like they yeah. throw a brick through the window and off they go, which is pretty, yeah. ooh, get the blood pumping. Most of those action movies like Crank and stuff have one of those. Yeah, they, they like, usually like to kick you in the nuts yeah. first with a bit of a, here you go. Here you go. Thank you I get, basically any movie that Jason Statham's ever been in. Yeah. I remember when we did our episodes many moons ago for The Clockwork Orange, I mm. was really, I thought that I'd reviewed it a little bit too soon and saved, should have saved it for this particular theme, but the opening sequence was um, with the, the gang of boys and they, yeah. yeah, I think it's, and they have that really strong red and white font. It's just so iconic and, yeah, timeless now. Oh. That's a good one. Yeah, and The Matrix as well. It's one of my favourite films yep, of all time. That's, which we did a few episodes back. It's got a pretty kick-ass opening sequence. Mm. Ironically, when I was um, typing out my notes for this one, I still had my notes from The Matrix on the document when I was typing it in. Yeah, and I'm, yeah, Matrix I'm like, one. This one definitely qualifies because it's like, you know, it took six months of training to get them to shoot that scene. And, 100%. You know, yeah. Also train spotting. A, a crime run at the moment on Netflix, so Goodfellas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh-huh. Um, Inglorious Bastards. Yes, Quentin yeah. Tarantino. I mean, most Tarantino movies you could probably say have an opening scene. I mean, Reservoir Dogs, the was, yep. you know, all the bad guys sitting in a cafe just having lunch, discussing the most inane thing. Um, most of these are like that, I guess. Yeah. Hateful Eight's quite like that as well. Yeah. Is it, what's the Indiana Jones movie with the big boulder that rolls? It's like the most iconic scene. Is it Raiders of the Lost Ark? Temple of Doom is yeah, a good bowler, I want to say. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, no, been, I, I need to do a rewatch. It's been a while since I've watched all yeah. my movies. It's not Crystal Skull because. Yeah. We don't that? talk about that one. No one watched <laughs> that. Why did you even bother? <laughs> Seriously. When you know it's going to be bad, you just don't go. You just don't go. Mm. Yes. I think it's. I think getting a hook in like that is a great strategy for new age films as well. Yeah. It's, I think it's really important because, um, I mean, the part they say statistically, I learned this at uh, university when I started this. Oh, yes. Using, Indubitably. Uh, um, they say that people remember the first, the first 15 minutes and the last 15 minutes are the, first, mm. are the things people remember most about films. And the least rememberable part, they say, is the middle. Mm. Huh. Well, that's what they say. I, I, think, I think they I know who they are and why they are saying this, but that's, you know. I think they used that principle when they wrote the script for Copland. Hello, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, I've got to watch it. Again. <laughs> Don't bother. <laughs> or if you do, just watch the first fifteen <laughs> minutes the and the last fifteen, 15 minutes. minutes. Everything in the middle you can do it's without rubbish. I know it goes against the theme, but I just wanted to mention it because it is a standout sequence. Mm-hmm. The ending of Scarface. Nice. He's got his big. AR-15 or whatever it is, machine gun, oh, and it yeah. just goes out, guns are blazing. <laughs> Say hello to my little friend. <laughs> That's a beautiful scene. Love that. I haven't seen it. Maybe we should save it for Oh, a, yeah. we might have to put that on the list of upcoming themes. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so why don't we jump in? Who wants to go first? I think you want to go first, <laughs> don't you? Yes, yeah. please. I'm Uh-oh. super keen. So The Dark Knight, officially Heath Ledger's final full-length film before he passed away in 2008, January 22nd, which is my birthday, super weird. Factoid, yep, look, it's on the internet, Wanger, to give me that face. I'm just like, I'm not (laughs) sure why it's weird, but yeah, no. I just think it's, you know, the stars are aligning. It's a strange day. You're just saying different time, different place, you and him may have been together. Correct. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Is that what you're kind of alluding towards? You just get me. It's exactly what I was saying. (laughs) So we got 2008, uh, two and a half hours, which felt like. It doesn't feel like two and a nah. half hours. I want like it, another 45 <laughs> minutes in that movie. It's true. It's a punchy film. And oh, you can give me another hour of that shit. Like that yeah. should be the middle act when yes. Jack gets caught. Like. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's, 
you know, it didn't have the name Batman in the title and I think it's a great standalone DC movie that doesn't rely on the universe to be popular or make sales. It dragged people in with the amazing talent by Christopher Nolan who directed this and it was his first ever sequel actually um, after the Batman Rises. Begins. 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 Thank you. And he was really reluctant to make a sequel for this movie because it's just not part of his repertoire to do that, his repeating. Um, yeah, but I'm just going to stop you right there, Nolan, who I love. Yes. But he's all like, oh, I'm never going to make a Robin. And then we saw what happened to that third film mm. with that terrible, terrible scene at the end where he's like, oh, oh, oh my name is this guy. Oh, wait, he's Robin. <laughs> Fuck you, Nolan. Calm <laughs> down. I'm just Everyone saying, makes don't mistakes. say something and then change your mind yeah. three years later. The studio forced his hand. They didn't force his hand. It was okay, just man. a bad movie. <laughs> That wasn't a bad movie. Just <laughs> it was a good movie. So, was a bad, even his worst is better than most so, of the shit that's people, out there. Yeah. Yes. So Christopher Nolan <coughs> co-wrote this movie with his brother, Jonathan. Jonathan. Oh, you guys are good. I love and Batman and I love Christopher Nolan. This is the, the Joker in the Two-Face movie. It's not the Bane one. The yeah. Bane one's Rises, Dark Knight Rises, and that's made four years <laughs> later on. Yeah. You do love doing the Bane Whoa, voice. Okay. Go on, do a Bane voice. <laughs> He's like this. I swear that was the first trailer and then they got all that backlash. It definitely changed from that trailer to what was released. I'm sure I've got a demo clip somewhere of that um, one of the early scenes where they blew up the stadium and you can't understand anything I remember being in the cinema and the trailer was playing and everyone was laughing, like the cinema was laughing. And and, um, they must have been like, this is a huge mistake, let's (sighs) fix this. Now I just prefer to remember Bane from the Lego Batman movie where he gets Mm. kicked in the face. He goes, that was unnecessary. (laughs) (laughs) That was unnecessary. Lego Batman game as well. I think (laughs) Okay, I'm going to make a big call here, guys. Sure. Christian Bale is one of the best Batmans of all time. He's the second best Batman of all time. Who's the first? Michael Keaton. (laughs) It's Michael Keaton every time. I knew you were going to say that. Every time. Michael Keaton got Batman. He got the Batman is unstable. Mm-hmm. No other actor gets that. Yep. They try to play him like he's a like he's a hero. He's he is a hero, but he's he's a nut job. <laughs> to do what he does, you have to be insane. And when Keaton gives you those Batman eyes in the costume, man, you, you you're right in the middle of that Batman. That's Batman. <laughs> I believe it. I do. Yeah. I'll argue to the Bale yes. is fantastic, but Bale's he's doesn't. Fantastic. Bale doesn't know how to do Bruce Wayne at all. Are you serious? Mm. Ooh, I don't know. If anyone, yeah, I don't agree with that either. Yeah, thank yeah, you. he's too no. Like he's all. He fits oh. the arrogancy perfect, and I believe yeah. that the Telltale game that came out only recently it was based on that character, the yeah. Harvey Dent and Bruce Wayne banter. I don't know. I, I, I was just like the animated series Bruce Wayne. He was always the best. True. So I chose this film because of the opening sequence, oh, which is the whoa. bank robbery, which really sets the tone for the entire movie. It is gritty. Um, the cut, like it's the like action just a sequences great, are. It's like a great heist movie. Yeah. It's like phenomenal. In it reminds this me of. minute segment. The clown mask reminds me of that video game Payday, and yeah. it's just. But it's like it opens with creepy. the with the like a rocket launcher shooting a a grappling <clears throat> hook across the skyway, yeah. mm-hmm. which is and again power across. Yeah. Perfect in this Nolan world of because you're making a world where a guy dressed as a bat terrorizes people. So you, mm. he's trying to be realistic and as gritty and grounded and real as he can, but right. at the same time he knows that he can't because it's a man dressed as a bat. So no one's grappling from building to building, but he does it in such a great way. Mm-hmm. You know, their costumes are gritty and dirty. But it also introduces how the Joker um, works. Yes, how like disturbed his mind is, but yes. how calculating he is. So calculating, yeah. and the fact that he can recruit. But- 
super smart. Yeah. Yes, he recruits all the rookies to help him and then they all end up turning on each other. So yeah. even at the end when they get that money from the bank, they all yeah, so all the, first guy the money's is, what, The first guy who fixes the – the first guy intercepts the, this call and the guy behind him says, oh, yeah, it's only been split seven ways and then he shoots him. Yes. Yeah. And then I think the next guy is the one who picks the vault. Yes. Yep. And then it's the guy who helps load up. Yes. Yep. And then the last guy is like, oh, well, I think it's just me and the bus driver. And he's like, what bus? <laughs> boom. Yes, boom. <laughs> Phenomenal. And when you, f- you finally feel like he's going to get away with the money, the guy in the, in the glass room, yes, with his One massive shotgun, uh, whips out and starts shooting at them and the clowns. Which worked out well for him. Really well. <laughs> yeah, so well. Uh, I think that. The way it unfolded was really climactic, and yeah, he's, yeah, he's like, "You know, whose money you're taking? Yes, you're dead. Exactly." And he uh, just pops a grenade in his mouth, and you know, resolves that issue. Correct. And how the bus just slides back out seamlessly yep. into the school yeah, bus pulls traffic. Into the line of it was yeah, Joker yeah. just climbs into the hands down, like applaud, a standing ovation, and put a he shows Joker. <laughs> he shows Joker's face. Yep. So in a way, he breaks what standard convention would be. In the, in most of these movies, they would conceal his face for the first act. Mm. You, you just see the back of him, and but he shows Kept him you wondering. in the first couple of minutes. Yeah, I think that's him what in grabs all his glory. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's brilliant. Yeah, it's brilliant. They also, I really like just going on showing his face. The scene where um, Commissioner Gordon, or well, he's not commissioner at that point, Gordon's doing his um, the funeral. They're doing mm. a funeral for the. Oh yeah, and um, then he's in the crowd without makeup on. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. It's definitely good. So it sets the tone for what this film is going to be. Correct. And it's sort of like a really sophisticated spy film with really great gadgets. They don't feel like contrived and like toys, kind of like Spy Kids mm. or you know, like any of those other weird spy films like Black Panther, how it's all futuristic and a bit fantastic. I mean, he starts getting a bit ludicrous with the whole cell phone thing. Yeah, but they don't really but he's go still into that too much. In a great sense of reality, though. They just yeah. sort of skim over it, and they yeah. really they bring in the Batmobile from the beginning of the movie, and really yeah. showcase how versatile and flexible mm-hmm. that vehicle is. And it's full of adrenaline, it's fast paced, and you never really see blood or like gore. And they still make you feel like it's such gritty violence the oh, yeah. whole way through. I, that's like a fine balance that I think a lot of films really miss. So I, yeah. I read a really interesting um, part on this when they're talking about the effect for. Um, Harvey Dent um, for Two Face. Can you tell me more about that? Because it's yes. awesome. It's before so it's time. They were saying that um, in order for it to not be repulsive, it kind of had to be almost like overdone. Yeah. So it had to be that so ridiculous. Valley that, kind of thing. Yeah, that it became like it's creepy, but it's yeah. not repulsive. And they don't they leave it there it for too long on screen either. They flash yeah. real quick so you can't stare at it for very long. It's like his eyeball is actually full exposed yeah. and his whole teeth, like you have some serious dry out issues. You'd be constantly replenishing your eye drops, mate. Like, Probably sure all over worries, it. though. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but yes. the Joker scene at the start gives you, you want to see more and more of the Joker. Yeah. yeah. And then they you really, get more and you get a little bit more. They and dabble you get a, little, a they, lot they, with those one-liners like heads, tails, heaves, and then it, can't, it really oh, leaves you wondering the, how that transition is going to occur and it's a really great development. Just even when the Joker 
walks in on the gangsters and mm. yeah, I love how like yeah, you calm want to see a magic trick. Yeah, yeah, and he gets yeah. a pencil and then ah, whack, yeah. he slams the dude's head. Yeah. That scene, I think, is probably one of the most famous of the whole movie. And what's is that where he's like, why are you so serious? Like that's his yeah, because he entry yeah. on that. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely got that, and he kind of he always keeps alluding to his scars and yeah, and how he got them. He tells the story different ways every <laughs> yeah. time, which is taken straight from the Killing Joke, which is one of the best uh, comic books. Yes, um, they were saying the inspo to write this particular movie was The Killing oh, Joke and Batman Heaps of Killing Joke, yeah, and Batman Year One as well. T- yes. Tons of he's, – he's very cleverly ripped from like five or six different sources and made it work well, mm-hmm. like without certain elements that were in the comic book. So kudos to him there. Yeah. He's actually done his homework and taken the parts that makes the film the best. I think, to be honest, where they've drawn the inspiration from, it's a really seamless – like you can really tell that they've – accurately brought across all the really strong elements of the where Batman really came from and brought it into this new age movie. I think it's one of the yeah, best Yeah, well, I mean, that's an that. original thing, take on making Harvey Dent not have him die as mm. Two-Face and have mm. him die as and have Batman be the one that killed him yeah. and, mm. and be hunted. And you get a like, wonderful dialogue at the end with, with Gordon's voiceover saying, you know, so, you know, he's he's not the hero the city needs but he's the one we've got and mm. so we'll hunt him and he'll run and he'll mm. fight because that's what he does. He does it for this city and you're like, yeah, you know, he's Batman. This is his sacrifice, you know. Yeah. And then you get that sort of poetic Alfred burning the letter. Yeah. The Rachel doors in, yeah, yeah, which he tells him in the third one anyway. But, um, yeah, that's kind of a nice touch. Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I do like, um, as you mentioned earlier, Megs, the gadgetry. Um, like he's got his whole, he's got his big, he's a billionaire. He's got his whole R&D department working on his little gadgets. Correct. He just goes to Fox and goes, all right, I need this. This <laughs> needs to happen. He goes, all right, see, I'll see I like, what I can do. I like the first one where he's like, to, you know, like the ears on the helmet. He's like, oh, I have to order 10,000 of them so it doesn't seem suspicious. And he's just <laughs> yeah. like, do that. And so he orders 10,000 ears for the, the masks. I, he ordered two, you know, two sets that would look really suspicious. <laughs> I read a factoid about this movie, about those, the guy just specifically that yeah. – when in the film, uh, Bruce Wayne's like, he speaks to Morgan Freeman, I don't even know his name. He's like, oh, can you get me a new suit because I need to move my neck? Apparently that was actually Christopher Nolan's request because they were having a lot of logistics issues. Yeah, first Batman to yeah. have a moving neck. Yeah, so now they were like, let's implement it seamlessly into the film intentionally. Yeah, go back and watch the original 89 Batman. Mm. Every time Keaton talks yeah. to someone, he does this. <laughs> moves his shoulders well, around. Moving at the shoulders. But I think they, like a lot of people think it was part of his performance, like it's mm. dramatic. Yeah, but well, it's just it he didn't literally yeah, he just yeah. couldn't move his head. Yeah. <laughs> He's locked in plastic and rubber over there. Yeah. Did you know this movie is 10 years old this month? Yeah, wow. it's so yeah. disturbing, isn't mm. it? But how good does it look? Yeah, I'm hasn't aged a day. Birds. That's my favourite part. Yes, and the guy's good. like, What gives you the right? right? What makes you different to me? He's like, I'm not wearing hockey pads and gets into like a tank. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like, Yeah, good point. Yeah, fair call. And that was good that they got Cillian Murphy back just for that little scarecrow. I, I noticed that. That scene where they're in the tunnel with all the pylons and the metal bollards and the barriers with the Batmobile and the oh, yeah, police yeah, yeah. when they're uh, trans is it transporting Harvey Dent? Well, that's too that's early actually. We're too early for that. That scene was phenomenal. It was like such great lighting, and I couldn't believe. Oh, where the bat pod shoots out. And yes, stuff. Yeah, the bat yeah. pod, phenomenal. Mm. Action sequences are better than Fast and the Furious. I'm calling it. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, the good thing yeah, was, I was like, curious is ham. I mean, the, the, the Batmobile, that's real. real. Like, they made Correct. that. The Batpod yeah. is real. They made yeah. that. Like, Where is that now? Is it, is it in a museum somewhere? I, or? A, well, I went to Universal Studios. They had the, a big Batpod on display, yeah. like, on well, the tour. It was um, engineered and built in 
um, Britain though, in England. Crazy. It wouldn't surprise me. The tank, yeah. yeah. Mm. I I heard because I'm obsessed with Heath Ledger. I've seen a lot of his. Can movies. I just say before I forget? Yes. That I was a big naysayer on the Heath Ledger casting. Really? Yeah, I was like, no. Yeah. Like, this is the Joker. Like, mm-hmm. he's too young. Apparently he was the first choice. Yeah, I, I was, like, dead set against it mm. uh, and just ate my ate my hat mm. when I first I saw it. You're a fool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, look, as much as I hate people who reference shit on the net, when you, you know, when you disagree with them casting and they're like, but what about Heath Ledger? He turned yeah. out to, like, it's always people's go-to. This one, I was like, when he got cast, I was like, nah, he's too young. Like he, like Joker should be older. Like mm. you know, rah rah rah. But yeah, fuck he's a pretty I mean, boy. He's had a lot of great roles where he's a handsome prince. Yeah, like, like, but, but I mean, you don't, I, I you don't really even recognize him as Heath Ledger. Exactly. Yeah, I don't, I don't see because I'm not a huge fan of his work. Like, I think he's done some great movies. Yeah, and he has. It would have if he'd lived. I think he would have gone on to be a very, very good actor mm. as he got older. I think he would have been much, much better. But um, yeah, I know. I totally ate my hat on that one. I put my hand up on that. Like it's, he's. He, I remember being in that cinema just going, fuck. This Absolutely like, phenomenal. Yeah. There's no other way to describe <laughs> yeah. it. He just He yeah. locked himself away for six weeks in a hotel room without engaging with anybody to yeah. formulate the Joker and his role by experimenting with mannerisms and voices yeah. to get that lick, that whole. The mannerisms are the just twitches, off the, point. the head shakes. Yeah. And I mean, when do you, you know see, how hard it is to make a purple suit scary? Like. Yeah. He's he always it. sweaty, like always yeah. grimy and oily. And yeah. that scene between him and Harvey Dent in the hospital where Harvey it has the facial nurse, injury yeah. and yeah. he gets really close up to him. Apparently that those scenes where they were doing that, um, he was pacing up and down the hospital, like really remaining in character even through breaks so we didn't break it just to ensure that they got that really great But everything about his performance body is brilliant. Language. Like yep, his body... Yep. He moves. The way he carries himself, yeah. Like when, I always cited as one of my favorite when he's walking out of the hospital in the nurse's outfit and he has that walk. Yeah. And he's just like, it's a real, it's not the yeah. Joker walk. It's the Joker pretending it's to be someone. Nerd. Yeah. And so it's like he's pretending to be someone, pretending to be someone. Yeah. And he's doing it and then he stops and then he slumps and he rises his shoulders up. Yeah. And he can't get the Presses remote the buzzer. to her. Yeah. And, he's yeah. Like, and it's like brilliant. Yeah. Like you, yeah. the, the change is so subtle there. Yeah. Oh, I like that a lot. such a good movie. Big fan. It's a shame because I imagine, you know, the arc would have ended more with Joker than, you know, mm. Raz Ghul's daughter in the third one. Yeah. It's a shame that they lost him because I'm sure there would have been a better third movie mm. somewhere in there. I can't remember, but where did Rachel come from and who is Rachel? Rachel Dawes. She's just the, yeah, she was the district attorney and they bring her into yeah, okay. as a love interest. That's Fun it. Fact, he's had a few she was weird, recast. Like, he's, had a few, <laughs> he's had a few weird love interests, you know, okay. like Vicky Vale and Report of Vicky Vale. Okay. I love the way that they just recast her and just not a word was said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like, carry on, business as usual. That's how you know you've got a really good film when you can just recast, mm. like Iron Man. You can just recast and no one says anything. It's just like, boom, <laughs> moving on. Is that you talking about Don Cheadle? Yeah. As um, War Machine? War Machine, yeah. 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 <laughs> and they have that, like when they first see each other and he's like, you know, he's testifying and he walks up. He goes, hey, Rhodey. He's like, it's me, deal with it, and just moves on. And you're like, it's kind of a... Like, to the audience, I yeah. seriously like. <laughs> I reckon it was it. it was years later when I think you probably mentioned it in this podcast. I still didn't realize. I had to go back and look at it and go, "Holy yeah. shit, he was right." Mm-hmm. They totally recast because him. Yeah. Rody's like he's when perfect they're so many years apart. You, yeah. It's like see, like when you watch Infinity War, like he's so good at it. Like I can't imagine Terrence Howard in that group of people. Like mm-hmm. I just can't imagine him doing all that silly stuff and making it believable. Like because he's yeah. such a you know. Yeah, but I could be wrong, but. Yeah. Well, you were wrong about Heath Ledger. I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong about Heath Ledger. I'm here today to confess. Good. So you should. So I'm going to assume by that 
that this is a recommend from you? It's a, yeah, if I had more hands, because I had my double thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Yeah, I love it. It's one of my top five favorite films of all time. And I I think, I, yeah, I like the Rises one as well, but solid. Not as much. Yeah. Had every second of the movie I was engrossed in, and not a second was I like lolling or scrolling or whatever. Mm. It was just, it has me from the mm. second it begins. It's a phenomenal movie. Shane. Yes, I would yeah, obviously recommend mm. uh, like as the biggest Batman nerd on the planet. It's, that is um, true. It's a brilliant piece of. You should see his Batman statue collection. <laughs> you should see it. Premium <laughs> format, thank you. Let's so, put it on um, our social media. Send us a photo. Yeah, we need some photos of the Batman collection. I've got my Keaton and I'm acquiring a uh, Bob Kane one soon. Great. So, That's yeah, so exciting. Um, Batman Knight, he's riding a horse or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, and my mum said, that- why is Batman riding a horse? And I didn't have the heart to explain to her the whole backstory, but I will one day. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, yeah, it's a perfect film. And, and, like, as a comic book nerd as well who's read Batman for 20-plus years, like, Nolan did such a good job in pulling out the parts of the best story but not for – like, that's a real problem with superhero movies these days. They go, hey, this is a really popular comic book. Let's rip all the guts out of this and make this the story. Mm. But not all those elements work because all those elements are based on maybe previous stories. 100%. Whereas Nolan's sort of surgically removed the best parts of the Joker and put them into an origin story about the Joker in mm. a sense – but without giving anything away. And then, you know, that the killing joke is one of the best things where he tells this story about his dad and cutting him up. And then he tells, and you never know what the real story is. So he's taken that little bit of that out yeah, of one book and, and just really put it in beautifully. That in it's film. like, just it's like, a really oh, good point. He's like a, a master surgeon. Love that. Um, and yeah, all three films are good. As much as the third one sort of lets me down a little bit, um, it's still real. I mean, that, do you want to talk about a good opening scene? That's got it as well with Bane on the plane mm-hmm. uh, That's over cr- Spain. A cracker. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Way to go, Megs. Thanks. Yeah. Yes, so recommend from me as well. This is easily my favourite of the Nolan three. Mm. Yeah. Um, tremendous movie. And like you say, if this movie went for two hours and 45 minutes and we still wanted more, that has to say a lot. Like it could yeah. be a four or five-hour epic and I'd still be watching it. So absolutely, mm. if you haven't seen it, you're a mad person, so go out and watch it because it is easily the best and when you watch it, let us know how much you loved it like we did on our social media. Absolutely. Get onto it. Absolutely. Come at me, Shane. The year was 2000. <laughs> you and I were a year out of us now. Megan, Megan was just starting. Megan had just stopped using diapers. <laughs> <laughs> she keeps uh, us young, though. The Way of the Gun. Uh, hour and 59 minutes. Uh, directed by a man called Christopher McQuarrie who has – some pretty impressive writing credits up his sleeve with uh, Usual Suspects, uh, Edge of Tomorrow. He did a lot of those um, uh, Mission Impossible scenes. He's also responsible for stuff like The Mummy, but, you know, he's worked with Tom Cruise <laughs> a lot. Um, God bless him. Um, uh, cast, Ryan Philippi, uh, Benicio Del Toro, Juliet Lewis, Tay Diggs. Um, you've got some pretty good cast. James Kahn, I should mention, obviously. Mm, should mention him. He's the big one there. Um but yeah, basically, uh, the story follows the um, Benicio del Toro. And did you mention um, Herschel in there? Did I mention Herschel? It's a uh, William Scott. Is that I didn't mention him. Name? Scott Wilson. Scott Wilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was close. Scott Wilson isn't there. Yeah, uh, they play Mr. Parker and, and Mr. Longbar, who are basically two gentlemen, I guess, who have gone off the grid. Hmm. Off it's the drifters. grid, and they you know they commit crimes. They're bad guys. Like low tier, low tier. Um, and and that's what probably what I like most about the film is it's about two idiots who kind of have a shot at redemption, and take it and you know, do they? Well, they. I mean, they ultimately because the whole thing's about a, a girl who's being a surrogate. Juliet Lewis is being a yes. surrogate, uh, pre- uh, pre- a pregnant woman surrogate for a rich man and his wife, 
who can't have a baby and they kidnap her to try and bluff money out of her yeah. ransom. Yeah. The ransom is a million dollars. You know, million dollars. And she's all, you know, super keen on uh, keeping the baby and we learn later on the doctor's the, the father of the baby. It gets very convoluted. James Khan's a bag man. Yes. He's been but, hired to track them down. But he's the father of but You he's are the speed running this one a little bit here. Definitely. It gets a little bit days of our lives towards the end, but it's uh, I still like the idea of I'm always a fan of flawed characters. Mm. Flawed characters to me are ten times more interesting. You know, these two are guys who have stayed off the grid. These two are guys who, you know, do the wrong thing, will mm. make the wrong choice. But they're also like, you know, when you see them do their combat, they're tactically trained. So they're very, you know, like I love yeah. the way the gun movements. They, they move they, like yeah, yeah, very military. Like a military-based squad. But Tell like, me how it opens, Shane. Well, the opening scene, I guess, is probably the best thing about it, right? So the opening scene opens up in a car park or a nightclub. A dive bar. A dive bar, that's what it was dive called. Bar. Yeah, big neon sign. Uh, and you see the two of them leaning on like a Merc. And uh, Sarah Silverman. Like a Starsky and Hutch vehicle. It's yeah, very yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah and, saxophone and, and you've got the lead singer from, um, what's that stupid band called? Oh. I've gone blank now. I don't even know. <laughs> Who's the lead singer? Uh, the guy with the big afro. Is he a lead yeah. singer or something? Is he a dude? Not actually. He just oh. looks like one of the oh, guys. Right. I thought he was like a real dude. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, no, and so basically they set off his car alarm and then you get Sarah Silverman mouthing off in yes. some of the best, high, like, like, if we can Just put a sample of the audio in there, we should probably warn people up front. We, we probably can't put it every in there. Every word. It's not like it's every second. It's every word is a swear word. Yeah, she's like, fuck you, you fucking get off his right. fucking, you know, Stop. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and she's like, you want to fuck babies? You're a baby fucker. Like she just goes to town yes. dropping every word you yeah, can. Yeah, she does. But she does get hers. Yeah, and so obviously they go that, over there. and That's the biggest thing that took me by surprise. That's my favourite. That's why I like this amazing scene because it's like it's setting the tone of who these guys are no, yeah. but see, and what this film is going to be like. It doesn't set the tone. It is you like, don't think it sets the tone? I don't think tone? This, to- this scene matches the rest of the film at all. It sticks out like a sore thumb and the music is jovial and stupid and wacky. It is, and then yeah. it's like the fight looks like something from The Breakfast Club and it's just stupid and nah, I, thought man, it was a, I thought it was a comedy. And when she starts swearing and doesn't stop talking, Walking, and then they all have this big orgy punch on. It sort orgy? of well, there's so many people they all tumble top of each other. It's it's intense. You know what an orgy is, right? <laughs> oh yeah. No, please explain. I mean, Come around my house next Saturday night. I'll show you. I <laughs> bring a ham sandwich. I thought this scene bang. stuck out from the whole rest of the movie, and the whole pacing and tone was off. I do love. I'm the, the exact opposite. I think it sets the movie up for what it's going to be about these two shit heels. Who yeah, give a it fuck about nothing. They're not shit heels, but they're definitely. They are. are. So yeah, let me pre-recognize you why they but are. The because rest of the film is so serious and flat. But and Sarah monotone. Silverman walks over with her boyfriend, and he's like, and you know, Ryan she's got Phillip a mouth on her, and he's like, sorry, what? Ryan Phillippe says, shut her up before I fuck start her mouth. Yes. So yes. yeah, okay, that's a great guy, right? Yes. Is that what you mean? <laughs> and then when she comes over, he just headbutts Sarah Silverman in the head. He- well, Benicio del Toro kisses another girl, then stomps her foot. Uh, like, and she had nothing the to body do. movement of Ryan Phillippe as he lays into Sarah and Silverman. Oh my god, the, yeah. it's so good. In- and the poor boyfriend, he's just like, look, she's got a mouth on her, but she's she's not, not wrong. wrong. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna fuck you up, and then he's like, you want to do the man dance? See, I have a sweet factoid about that particular scene because apparently in rehearsals, Ryan Phillippe really did punch Sarah Silverman yeah. in the face, and she in- had a huge blood nose and a bruise on her chin for the whole filming of this movie. Yeah. And he apparently, she was knocked unconscious in that moment and oh, when she came wow. to, he was like standing on top of her. Yeah, like, I read that. Almost yeah. crying because he was, felt so terrible <laughs> and he didn't stop saying, oh, that, I'm so that sorry. That explains why it looks so good. Yeah. It looks yeah. She's like, I'm She's like, I know. <laughs> yes. And then I think, yeah, like for me, it's just the rest of the film is just these two guys 
doing this stupid thing. Yes. So if you and making stupid choices, like Lappy, I know you just had a, a newborn, but if you are pregnant currently or trying for a baby, this movie is not for you. Really it's not. one of the most anxiety-driven experiences. Oh, it was a roller coaster for me because the woman spends the entire film nine, like nine months and one day pregnant. She is ready to pop at any given yeah. moment. So they're always and on the, edge. Yeah, the whole third act's a gunfight. Correct. And she's just. In the middle of it, there are so many moments. I think like every half an hour, she has a contraction or something weird pacing in the movie where she's on the cusp of popping, and it is just she's like not being fed properly, and she's like stressed, and she's screaming and running, and she's she's trying to escape every five seconds. Yeah. So I think if you find that topic, you know, a little bit sensitive, do not get involved with this film. I mean, that's the least of your worries. If you're, if you're <laughs> that is true. Yeah. There's far more things to be concerned about. It's true. <laughs> I like the stuff where they're getting away from and they roll the car down the alley and get out. Yes. yes. That's they go so back clever. Around. It's so yeah. clever. Like, it's really good. And they climb out and they take a couple shots, they get back in, take mm-hmm. them around, and then the cops rock up after they ram them. I think it's very clever. So the director's brother is actually a U.S. Navy SEAL, and he was brought on board as technical advisor for all of their gun play yeah, to tell. make sure that they were really yeah. accurate and every gun fire was accounted for. So all clips and guns were reloaded in real time for yeah. accuracy, yeah. except for the final scene, we which is out in the courtyard, yes, because that was just a free-for-all as a homage to the genre. But it's great because you do see them like reloading. Even but, and the, there's mm. like a pile of clips that he's feeding. And the one thing yeah. I really is like they're injured and their injuries stay. Yep. It's nothing worse than sh- shirks me in movies when they get shot in the leg. And, and get then, up. You mean like Bruce Willis? <laughs> yeah, when they're running around, you know, like but he's he's limping for the rest. And at the end they're just dead, like they're laying on the ground. Mm. Alive shot though. Shot pieces, alive. There was an alternate ending that was put forward for this and they both die. Yeah. Well, it's very um, Butch Cassidy, Sundance Kid, like I said, Correct. the last stand of the Alamo. Mm. That kind of mentality of like, ah, guns blazing, go out as heroes. Mm. Which is what I said is their redeeming thing is, you know, when he's like, fuck, she's had enough. Mm-hmm. Like, Del Toro's just like, she's had enough. Like, let's just. When did, like, Del Toro to me always looked old. It's like he was born looking old and he's yeah, just stayed the same age. He's like, oh, he's a young life. guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. Is this movie one of his first in the genre? Like, what was his. Oh, yeah, I don't know. What he's... Did this movie, I think he's done like Sicario, Soldado. Like, he's done this genre quite regularly as this type of character. He's. But when they make him look young, like in Wolfman, he looks very young. Mm. I think when they make him up and make him look young, he's. I think he really gets involved with these types of movies. I think he had a lot of influence on some of the um, action sequences. Yeah, with the IMDb, he made a, apparently he had a lot more dialogue in the film, but they, he told him to cut it out. Mm, I was he thought his like, character didn't really. should be really quiet. And, yeah. Which is good because it's I a lot more love, powerful. I mm. love the part where um, they're interviewing them at the, um, like the sperm donor bank. Oh, and yeah. He's yeah. like, um, he's like, I've never killed anybody. He goes, well, I, I didn't, I, I didn't ask that question. She goes, you should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? He goes, what? So I haven't. I've never killed anybody. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, okay. That sperm donor scene. I think there's a, qu- That's a quote. really good. There's a quote in this movie which I think is a standout, which kind of makes this film a bit more of a, a cult-following movie. There's something that um, I really liked about it. It was, a pint of your blood can fetch 50 bucks. A shot of cum, three grand. You keep your life simple and you can literally, oh, my God, my writing. <laughs> Um, That's what they say. You can literally self-sustain. Self-sustain. Yeah. I was like, "Thank you." There's an O in there. No. That's the whole thing about living off the grid. They yeah, have, living yeah. off the grid. No, yes. no, no, no possessions. No nothing. 
What did you think of their dynamic, the two of them, Ryan Philippe and Del Toro? I, I, I like I it. There's just two lost souls that have found that are leaning on each other. Mm. Yeah, but they 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 um, they know each other well enough that they rely on each other to do the the thing that's expected of them. Mm. But they'll always back each other. Like yes. when he makes the decision, oh, you know, um, we'll get, we'll we'll let the girl go. He's like, yeah, yeah, just go and get my coat. Yeah, you know, and he goes and his coat's hanging on the other. You just want to make a point that she's going to try and you know yeah. do something. I like well, I like the scene when the bag man shows up and he goes, "He's just a bag man. He's going to offer him money." And yeah, oh, and then that's exactly what happens. Yeah. It's like, yeah, thanks. James Kahn's no, thanks. really good in this. I should yes, say he plays. I love that scene where his mate, who's been doing all the work for him, dies dying. Yep. He goes, oh, I'm dying. <laughs> he keeps keeping, keeping him in the car. And then he goes, oh, if you don't mind, I'd really like to be alone. Uh, I'm it's dying, like he's Halfway yeah, out yeah, the door, yeah, he's, he's like, trying to go. Yeah, if you wouldn't mind, I'd like to be alone with this. Yeah. <laughs> I thought by adding a little bit of extra contextual depth to the movie by giving a twist with the who the father of the baby is added yeah. a lot of value and yeah. kind of gave it that longevity. And, and it explains his motivation to be yeah. so helpful as well. And he really yeah. needed yeah. that, you know, and I'm glad It's smartly written, but it's very... Simple too, like yeah. it's, not, it's not overly complicated. It's it um it allowed the action to shine. Yeah, because there was going to be like everyone was kind of scheming. Everyone had a plan, but yeah. none of them worked basically, mm. except for like when they're torturing him as well. Like another scene where like oh he's winding the crank and yeah, 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 yeah that's great. The other hitmen and it's like oof, oof, oof. <laughs> I like when they walk into the brothel and all the the prostitutes are standing around the bar. Yeah, he's carrying the two big guns. And he's then like, he just clears <laughs> his throat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they just get up and walk out, and he's like. Very cool. They're very cool characters. Mm. But they're like terrible people, right? Like that's oh. the beauty of them. Yeah. But they kind of turn them into heroes, which is. You'd let them buy your beer. So. Probably not. This movie yeah, okay. didn't do well when it came out. I don't know. And no, I, I don't know had... when this came out. I just saw this on DVD years later and was like, I like mm. this. I think it flopped and had a really bad Rotten Tomatoes yeah. reviews. But yeah. over time, it's had a really like big, well, long, long, long life cycle. Because when did Philippi, that would have been him after. Because what, 99 was, I know he did last summer, right? Oh, yeah, right in the wave of his teenage. I thought it was a bit earlier, but I thought it might have been 90. Maybe you're right, maybe a bit earlier. 98. It's hard to tell. Mm. It all blurs into one. Jennifer Love Hewitt never ages. Do you know 2000 was nearly 20 years ago? Stop. (laughs) Jennifer Love Hewitt never ages. Yeah. She's a robot. Uh, So for me it's recommended because I really like this film. Hmm. It's got a lot of enjoyment. I will also give it a recommend just because I found it very interesting and clever. But you hadn't seen it before either. You hadn't had pride yet. No, I hadn't seen it before. No, no. So thank you for introducing me to this. I <laughs> I didn't rate it. I she don't. She does not rate it. No, I don't. It's, it's such a hard task. No, I don't think so. It's just, I just not think interesting. She, doesn't like to be challenged. she just needs more <laughs> Batman in her life. I think she likes the play it safe card. I'm <laughs> sure if I had to study it for Last an essay, the there'd be more <laughs> things I could analyze out of it. But as a surface value Wait, what take I, what, out, what did I make you watch? I spit on your grave or Last House on the Left? Last, Last House, House on the, on the Left. left. Oh, I spit <laughs> on your grave is the next one. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, on, wouldn't recommend. There are so many more interesting like movies of the same genre out there that I would recommend. Yeah, it didn't feel like two hours either. I'll say that too. Mm. Two hour film didn't feel like it. Yeah. Well, if you didn't like that, Megan, you surely hated my one. I love Hold crime dramas. <laughs> so I've not seen this before. I thought I had. Neither. And I had not. Yeah. I don't think I, anyone... think I text you when I watched the opening scene. Yeah, I was you like, did. This is fucked. Yeah. Like, you're fucked. Yeah. Like, this is great. You're the bad guy. Like, yeah. I'm not the worst one on this episode. Yeah. You're the worst one on this episode. I, when I watched the you're opening scene. Murder. You're murdering babies. Like, Whoa, okay. the baby did not die. 
Well, no, she the baby carriage. Yeah, okay. I, Hold on. Oh, I messaged our group chat freaking out. <laughs> I wasn't ready. And What's I was like, happening? <laughs> Why are you doing that's this? How I, that's how I read that in my head. That's oh exactly my God, how I wrote happening? it. Why is this happening to me? Accurate. So this movie really went under the radar. It was a low budget. Um, 2002 NARC, hour 45 minutes. I think it came out where a lot of movies were similar to it and it, had a similar-looking poster yeah, to, like, Training Day maybe. It reminds me sort of of the uh, the traffic era where yeah. the drug um, kind of movies yeah, were happening. Yeah, there was a lot of those. Ray the Leader was in all of them. Yeah. Oddly enough, he's, <laughs> he's just riding the wave of his celebrity status. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But um, so the opening oh, – so $7.5 million budget directed by Joe Canahan. Um, who did A-Team and Smoking Aces. He was the writer as well. So we've got Jason Patrick as Nick Tellis, Chi McBride. So, I mean, this would have been a big one for Jason Patrick. Yeah. Because he wouldn't have much under his belt. Well, he pretty much his, big, his biggest credit before that was the Lost Boys, really. That's right, yeah. I didn't even think of that. And that's like, yeah. Well. Um, speed 2. God, yeah. guys. Get him well, on yeah. I said Speed 2. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I want to go <laughs> Yeah, I, I, um, I overshadowed him with Lost Cruise Boys. Control. Um, Chi McBride was the captain. Love Chi McBride. And Love Ray Liotta as, yeah, Henry Oak. Yeah. What an angry man he was. Um, but let me set the opening scene for yeah, you. Yeah, play it out for because us. Because there is no warning at all. No. You get it just a, opens with panic breathing, definitely what I'm saying. Black a, screen. Get a junkie who <laughs> yeah, the breathing. fills up two syringes with some kind of fluid yeah. and then takes off out the door. He's piss bolting. Chased like, by somebody else. And the camera is frantic. Yeah. You can't yeah. focus on anything. It's like a GoPro on speed. Yeah. It's extremely it's like erratic. Really, like, really deep V motions, like mm. someone is sprinting after All them with a camera. Blue colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very blue. Um, and this. This junkie Cold. stabs this passerby in the neck with a syringe full of this stuff yeah. and he basically dies right in front of this person who's chasing him, which we later learn is is a cop. Yeah. But um, where it really gets intense. And we're, we're like Jason 90 Patrick seconds a, in. A brilliant undercover mm. moustache. Yes, that's right. We yeah. couldn't recognise him with yeah. his moustache on. He This junkie grabs a baby in a playground and puts the syringe <laughs> to its neck and you're like, Oh and my a god! Pregnant lady in the background. Oh. There's children he everywhere. Cannot possibly screaming. Be, and screaming. Oh my there's god! There's kids screaming. screaming. Yeah. And this this oh. Talus guy pops off a few shots from his gun and unbelievably doesn't hit the kid. Shoots the junkie in the face, mm. but a ricochet bullet gets the mum. Yeah. And, the and she starts in bleeding out yeah. through her leg. Yeah. Um, but this is all like two minutes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like a ninety second sequence, yeah, and yeah. you're like, and it's like, boom! Holy no. shit! Yeah. Like yeah. if that the whole didn't time get the blood pumping, you're having you're in. Analyzing, like, wait, is this person we're following good or bad? Why are they running from each other? You do like that really subconscious, quick yeah. assessment where you're like, wait, yeah. what is happening? And then, as the junkie is actually running before he gets like shoots him, he stabs some guy in the neck with yeah. a, a syringe and he starts gagging and like frothing at the bit. And it's like, is that mm. acid? Is that like, is yeah. that heroin? That's like, the beauty, of, yeah, that's yeah. The beauty of why the filmmaker's done it that way. Exactly. It's so frantic. He's yes. making you feel what the officer feels like mm. in that frantic, gotta make a decision, make a decision yeah. now. Come on, you got 10 seconds, go. You're like the way he fires off the gun, boom, boom, boom. You, know, you automatically, you and you're like, oh shit. Uh-oh. You automatically care about that mother, and even though you have no idea who anyone is at this moment, you just hope she survives. So it's like yeah. a, a bit I of mean, you. You can with the evidence you're given, you assume the guy mm. with the syringe to people's necks is the bad guy. Mm. He's a good guy-ish, yeah. maybe. And then in that moment, I knew why you chose this movie and let the rest unfold from there. It sets the tone. Yeah. And then the plot's not even that complicated, really. No, not at all. He just wants wants to get – he's got a young kid of his own. Mm. He he wants a desk job. He got terminated after that, so he was fired and they asked him to come back 18 months later to help solve the the case of a murdered um, undercover undercover 
narcotics detective. So, and he just wants that desk job. He doesn't want to go back out in the field. I like that yeah. about the character. He's like, I don't want to go back he's out there. That, he's so like, he's I'm clearly traumatized that, yeah. by yeah what happened. Yeah. yeah, as as if you wouldn't be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he he comes on board and he teams up with this Henry Oak guy, who is clearly unstable. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, the first we get of him is. Uh, they're arresting the guy who beat his wife, and he he puts the <laughs> yeah he puts a, a, pool, a billiard ball in a sock, and, and like other starts officers are wailing on him. And he just starts, if you are a touch rugby, I'll fucking kill you. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, so, so he's a bad guy, but he's a good guy. Yeah. Like, he's, <laughs> he's what he's doing. The wife beater, so he's all right in my book. Yeah, two negatives, double negative, yeah, makes double a positive. Negative, right? But he's kind of like cave that guy's skull in. So maybe <laughs> yeah. he's a psychopath. Maybe he's a psychopath. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So the dead cop, I f- didn't take down his name. Um, was oh, was yeah. was Oak's um, partner or yeah. friend? Partner? So partner. Yeah, so that's why he's partnering up with Henry just to make sure that and something... he's very suspicious of Henry. Suspicious, yeah. yeah. And so obviously that altercation starts off, like, why am I getting a partner with you? Are you trying yeah, to, like... UIA, UIA, yeah. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. they get that, they hash that out really quick and then progress yeah. with the... Yeah. What What I really loved about this, I don't know how you guys felt, but straight away I was sus on Oak. I'm like, this guy's dodgy. Yeah. Straight away. Mm. And the movie, I think, kind of plays you down that path a little bit as well. Yeah, he, he, he's the lady who doth protest too much. Like, yeah. he, he is too keen to... Get revenge and so and it's almost and like and he's always as almost, you come as we get the twist at the end you almost think oh shit that what he was really doing was trying to tie up loose ends or mm. make sure his ass was covered yeah you know, but more than was anything. he but was he yeah, yeah. like yeah. I I because I was the evidence sits on but because of his psychotic nature yeah but he was kind of like you know. Um, tell us when and t- spoke to the dead cop's wife, and he's like, "You don't ever come in here and talk to her, you know? You yeah, didn't yeah. tell me about that." Like, that was very really interesting. Right. Of her. Out, yeah. Um, and so you're like, you kind of always suss on him, like, "What's this guy's deal?" Yeah, he's passionate he's, and he cared about that woman because he, he was emotionally connected to her. His part. Well, yeah, he like his failed her because it was Yuli's partner died. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As I'm sure, what I guess you'd feel that as a cop, you know, your partner, your yeah. responsibility. Well, you you life. find out um, that. Because he tells a story about a young girl that he saved. Yes. Um, and you find out that that's her. Yeah. So he has a he has a long term connection and bond with her. Mm-hmm. So he, that's why he feels very protective of her. Yeah, the little girl was a young ten year old who was being abused abused by, her by her uncle. uncle. Or, yeah. 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 So the whole film's got a great feel to it as well. It's really shot close up. You're in there and yeah. you feel the cold and you feel the grittiness and. Did you notice as well, speaking of that coldness, apparently it's a very blue film, like um, the yeah, overlay of blue, very but blue, the yeah. family scenes where with his wife and his baby oh, are uh, yellow yeah, and they're redder. very like saturated, but as the movie progresses and their relationship deteriorates, yeah. they become less desaturated yeah. and it's supposed to be like a bit of a... Yeah, definitely when they have that argument at the end. Yeah. 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 Um, there's an interesting thing I read about this which I really liked because the budget was so low on this movie. Um, they, like so the... Um, our two main guys, so Ray Liotta and, and Jason Patrick, basically didn't take any fee for yeah, making right. this movie because they they were running out of money. They didn't have the budget to do it. Um, but there's a scene where he's walking around the street showing the cops' photo to people, and they were actually just real passers-by on the street. Yeah, they weren't like extras. Random. They're just like so. They're like, no, we haven't seen them. Sorry, like That's so genuine organic. reactions. Yeah, <laughs> that like, is I really. Love I that. do think watching that, it's kind of out of place. That <laughs> yeah. little montage where they're yeah. doing the investigation, it's like. 
I don't know. It feels like there should be a do 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 like top theme music. And like they're getting along together and they're doing it. At first, it was like a It was a split scene where it was like side by side frames. But then it yeah goes to four panels like a comic book style. Yeah, like two. It didn't fit. Yeah, it was very. And I thought when I was watching that, I was like, oh, is this how it's going to be? Is this the whole thing? It's very kind of like a Sin City vibe. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember in that era, they just drops it. Doesn't even. They do drop it. But I thought maybe that was like in vogue at the time. In the I think it was just a way to do a montage yeah. without being generic, I guess. Yeah. Oh, it's like Jimmy Baywatch. Fredericks. That's the name of the person they're looking for. Yeah. There you go. That, was his, that was his undercover name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Jimmy Bride's great in this because, like, it would be so easy to make the chief of police the, uh, give me results, you know, yeah. and scream, but he's yeah. not. He's just like, ah, oh, come on, like, solve the case. So oh, the hook is know. like, if you get me a conviction, I'll get you a desk. That yeah, was his sealing the deal. Yeah. He wants a job. He wants a yeah. desk. He wants off the roof. He's got his young baby. His wife's on his back. Yep. She doesn't, she have doesn't like him being out on the street. Mate, no. she screams. How much do you feel for her though? Like well, that scene where he, the very first scene after the opening scene where he's in the shower and then you see him holding his little bub, I was like, that'd be, you know, you've just killed a baby yeah. and now you're holding your own house. Yeah. Like what gives you the right to go home and cuddle your own? Yeah. After you've just taken the life of someone else's, like, but it was an accident. Of course, of yeah. course. So judgmental. Yeah, well, oh, it's like that's well, what he'd be, be saying in his own mind. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, he blames know. himself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big mental. Uh, oh dear. I heard a rumor that okay. oh, when God. this movie came out, Tom Cruise loved it so much that he. Came on as, he came on as a producer yeah. to wow. ensure that its success in the launch yeah, was like. Su- supported yeah. wow. to get the results that it deserved. They, he Ooh. actually offered um, uh, the director, Joe Canahan. Yes. Um, MI3, I think it was. Correct. MI2, yeah, Mission yeah. Impossible. And they left over creative differences. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I, how about this one, Megan? Did you get this in your factoid library? <laughs> um, Harrison Ford showed interest at playing the Henry Oak character. Also wow. Alec Baldwin. Also Alec Baldwin. Oh, yes. God. Also how God. could you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Ray Liotta nailed two. this one. Amazing. Yeah, Ray Liotta was built for that part, yeah. yeah. Well, he wasn't actually. He had to bulk up. <laughs> he he yeah. put on nearly like 50 pounds or but something. He was like, Are you serious? Yeah. He did look yeah. chubby. Yeah. You're he, right. He put on a bit, yeah. yeah. Big unit. But I, because we don't already have like a thousand different crime cop TV shows that exist currently in the world, mm. I've heard that there's works with making the, this narc um, TV series Ooh, okay. and Eminem's been approached to be music producer on the entire series as well as Whoa. with the same director. Yep. So to carry the consistency across, but he's currently filming Bad Boys 3 and he has to wait till that's no, over. Oh, they're making God. a Bad Boys 3. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's bad Smith, Boys for life. I couldn't tell you. They'd have to be. They couldn't make it without him. That's right. You would hope they couldn't. so. Yeah. No, unless they were like. Well, you know what <laughs> they've been doing with these sequels. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I love that factoid, by the way. That was good, good getting, Megan. Sounds good. Massive recommend for me, especially for a film I hadn't seen before. It's always nice to see something. Did it not just grab you by the bazookas? Yeah, say. like it held my attention the whole way. It was mm. like. It's like it, it's like it shakes you at the start. I didn't like, even fall asleep watch this once. Movie. Yeah. I watched yeah. the whole film in one sitting. Wow, that's amazing. That's <laughs> in my age. That's a rarity. <laughs> How age. many toilet breaks did you take? None. I was, just, I was there the whole time. The, the old leaky bladder got him there. Yeah, I, I mean, I pissed into a vase, but. <laughs> <laughs> that was just for party trick, I swear. This, <laughs> the chair. This movie is really cold and really gritty and it's not a nice 
like you know what? Happy like ending. feeling great it about does. it. Doesn't yes. make you no. feel good about yourself. Correct. And I, I really respected that. It took a really different direction. I wasn't sure what to expect, and I was impressed the whole way through. Yep. It's kind of a bit more. Um, not really in depth, but it has a lot of value and it's very interesting. Mm. There's so many, um, like the plot is very deep and I would recommend if you're into that crime mm. drama, 100%. It's a very honest look at I think what being a cop in America would be so like. We didn't give away the ending and I won't because I think it keeps you, like you think you figured it out and then at the end you you question yourself. Like, well, did I figure it out? Like, well, it turns it, out Ray Lillian was dead the whole time and he's a ghost. Correct, yeah. <laughs> you idiot. Um, it does have I, a nice little I, twist into it, yeah. My biggest fear was if this is how it ends, like, and I picked it, you know, within 10 minutes and that, that would have effectively ruined the movie for me and that didn't happen so I was really glad that mm. they actually gave you that twist at the end. Um, but even if you just watch the first two minutes... It's worth just, it. Just watch that. You like, won't be able seriously. to just watch the first two minutes and then turn it off. No, <laughs> you won't. But so if we can get you in just to watch the first two minutes, yeah, do that. done. Yeah. yeah it was, um, yeah, nice. I was really happy with this one. Great yeah. recommend, 100%. Mm. Recommends all round. Yep. There you go. That's how we do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is how we do it. <laughs> oh, I wasn't going to break into a Warren G. But so you had one coffee was? after 9 p.m. I mean. This is why I and he's all prepped up. Yeah. <laughs> he's jigging right now. We're just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure it wasn't the three lines he had before the coffee? Yeah. <laughs> um, so Jeez. now that we've got that one in the bag, what Correct. are we doing next time around? We've got one last episode. One last yeah. episode. Season. Yes. Season finale incoming. And then we're going to take a bit of a break. We'll take a, a few and weeks gonna, off. Yeah, a couple of weeks off. Have a look at the format. Maybe we'll Megan might better. be here. She might not. Who knows? Well, I'm a strong female lead. Well, you know? <laughs> I'm a strong female lead. Go get rid of me. <laughs> um, That's true. She gives us our diversity bonus. Yeah. <laughs> we need a black guy. All right. Mm. Um, How do you feel about blackface? <laughs> not <Whoa>. well. <laughs> uh, so, we, yeah, we'll rejig and we'll come back with a, a fourth season. But before we do that. Mm-hmm. But before that. We are going to do... Movies, movies dot 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 that successfully showcase diversity. Dun, 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 dun. diversity. Yep. Uh, what Mappy, do we mean when we say that? Yeah, what does that mean, Megan? What, what world do we live in at the moment <laughs> where you have to be diverse? I think it it's a representation of different, not just different races, but different. More than just white men. Yeah. Let's say that. Having so a we're cast. people from different ethnicities. Yes, accurate. And different gender backgrounds. Yes, correct. Uh, I think that. Also really have in-depth roles that are more than just a pretty face on screen yes. that really offer more than... Not just catalysts for the men yeah, to do things. Correct. Mm, so because of that, I've chosen the new film Wanda, which came out in 2017 with Julia Roberts as a disabled son. Yep. I'm really looking forward to watching that one. Me too. Actually. Getting the tissue box ready for some tears. Oh, I cried like a baby. Yeah. You do that all the time though. Yeah, I'm pretty so sensitive. Do I. Okay. You cry in Wally. Yeah, of what course. A beautiful movie. <laughs> you say that like it's a bad thing. We're all friends here, no judgment. I don't care what you I two think. I was judging him a little bit. <laughs> I don't want to have sex with either of you two, so your opinions are irrelevant. Well, oh, now I'm I offended. Just, no. Oh, I think it's going to be all right. How could you not want to have sex with me? All right, I do. Just please don't know that I cry a lot, all right? Okay. <laughs> um, even during sex. I went especially. with uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Mad Max Fury Road. Because it was, at the time when it came out, heralded as a great movie for diversity. It is, yeah. Which we all female cast, yes, correct. Not all the female. There's a couple of males in there. There's a few males. One or two. Mad Max is in there. If you look Diverse. really carefully, you can see him. He's blurry in the background. Yeah, he's squint your eyes. Hmm. Uh, I chose Rogue One just because I'm a Star Wars nerd. Mm-hmm. But I also think Rogue One did something very special in the sense that it gave us a very diverse cast, both ethnically and uh, genderally. 
That's a word. Yeah, Without making a big deal about it. Mm-hmm. Without making a big deal about it. It made a movie and... Uh, they cast some people in it. They cast they some people it. in it. I mean, it still suffers from Star Wars' biggest thing is that, you know, the Empire is all white males and the Rebellion is like all well, the ethnicities. That's always going to be Star Wars' well, Isn't that supposed to be guilt. their thing? Isn't the, the uh, I don't rebellion? know if it's intentional or if it's just a, you know, Disney thing. God bless you, Disney. We love you. Please don't buy this podcast. Uh, otherwise, I'll have to change everything I say all the time. <laughs> Yeah, I went with uh, Rogue One for diversity. Mm. I'm surprised none of us picked Black Panther. But is that too, like, overdone? No, I mean, Black that... Panther did, yeah, great job. Like mm. The colour purple could have gone a bit Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. There's a few. There's, I mean, there's, there's a few out there. Um, mm. the, Ghostbusters? The I diversity. Know how much you like Ghostbusters. I, I, I was just thinking diversity that strengthens the film, you Correct. know, like um, do the right thing and stuff like that or. Ghostbusters. Well, yeah, Ghostbusters, yeah. Moana. Moana. I, I mean, love see, that that's movie. Good Isn't it see, great? See, that's good. I mean, that's good that that kind of stuff's starting to happen now as well where yeah. Disney princesses don't have to be Disney princesses. They yeah. can be warriors. Mulan. And brave. Yeah. Mm. I'm just rattling off things now. Mulan's more sad, but yeah. God, I really want to watch that again, actually. The live action's coming soon. I don't want to see him. I'm nervous. Disney movies into live action. What's this new thing? Why? Lion, King, Lion King's coming. Oh. I'm still Take having money. nightmares it's about fine. Aladdin. We're getting a second Jungle Book soon. Yes. Yes. Although it's called Mowgli and it is directed by Andy Serkis. We all love Andy Serkis. Do we? What's friend, he done? He's a friend of the show. He is a friend of the show. <laughs> uh, Shout out. What has Andy Serkis done? <laughs> Please. Uh, he's the motion capture king of Chicago. Oh. He's the Smeagol, Gollum. Oh. Uh, Kong. Thank you. Yeah, everything. But that was mostly for our listeners out there. I mean, you I already that. knew that. Me and you, know. absolutely. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And he plays, he does, he plays and a real person every now and then. He does it quite well. So ideally you will go and watch those if you haven't seen them before you mm-hmm. tune into next Do episode it. so we don't Do spoil it. the movies for you. Help us celebrate our season finale by, you know, listening to our final episode. And giving us your notable mentions as well. We like to hear from you mm-hmm. and your notice, notable mentions. So mm-hmm. you can hit us up on our Facebook, our Twitter or our Instagram, All Scene 3 Podcast, 3 the number. Um, or shoot us an email if you like, scene3podcast at gmail.com. And that's us. Amazing. We will catch you next Solid. time around. See you next week. Peace See out. you later, guys.